Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome back to Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach. I may or may not be here with Laura. You can decide. Today we're talking about getting it right and how you can use two different parts of your brain if you try. I know you can. It's a cool conversation. Stick around. By the way, the camper is fabulous. Really loving every minute of it. Yeah, I'm sure. You're not claustrophobic at all and you definitely... (laughs) No, everybody... Listeners, I haven't, I haven't even left yet. We are pre-recording because who knows what's going to happen. Did I blow it? Should I I pretend? I I was, I was playing. I was ready to go. You're ready to play. You're in the camper thing. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'll do that. Hey guys, (laughs) um, I'm here in Vail. I have altitude sickness and my dog is licking my dirty toes. No, no, no. I've been eating MREs for the last two weeks and I can't poop. (laughs) <laughs> no. Um, do you know last time I, I mentioned that my my um my my least favorite kinds of clients and it's blended families. Do you know yeah. who I've decided are my like favorite kind of clients? Um who? Those that fa- are like I have a favorite client right now too. Go on who? Like they're on their last straw. They're like brink <sighs> clients. They're the ones that are like make it or break it. I'm their ninth therapist in uh-huh. you know 15 years and they hate oh, each man. other. I love working with them. <laughs> because I, I can't screw it up. I can't make it worse. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the best. That's true. That's and I can true. say anything I want. And um, I, I, it's so fun. It's so fun. Oh, see, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I, I mean, I have absolutely clients like that in my practice, but I have this couple and um, I don't think they would mind at all if I just give general outlines, but they are like 20 years old. They're so young. Mm-hmm. They cannot, they cannot afford therapy. They are not even living in their own home. They are in a guest room in one of their parents' homes. They have a child together and they are committed to making it work. And they're just bright and shiny. And like they married after a month of knowing each other. And they're just like, they've made all the mistakes. And to me having these, these like, they're like Labradors. They're just so excited to just soak up all of the information that I have to give them. And they're so open and they're just like, whatever you have to say, Laura, you give it to us. And I, it is so refreshing. It's really refreshing because a lot of the couples that have done what you were just talking about, that with like ninth therapist, you say something and it goes in this funnel and they're like, I don't know if I'm going to actually do what that person recommends. Yeah. I don't know if it's worth it, but this couple is really, um, it just makes me feel good to have such a motivated young couple almost makes me want to go and just do pro bono work with all just newly married Maybe that's what I'll do. 
Man, that sounds awful. When we hit it, when we <laughs> does it, does it pro it does bono because I don't because I don't need it. How about that? Yeah, no, because it's I a just, passion. That that sounds terrible. Um, no, but go ahead. I mean, more okay. power to you. Let me let me tell you about something that struck me the other day because um, I've been listening to Brene Brown's podcast. If those of you who listen to us, you need to just go over and spend your time listening to Brene Brown because she'll fill you with more energy and. <laughs> information than us. We'll entertain you for 15 minutes. Then they'll never come back. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. They will. They will. Um, a rising boat it ro- or a rising tide. Lifts all boats. <laughs> yeah. Rising so tide. So she says. Lifts all boats. Lifts all boats. So she says this the other day and it kind of knocked my socks off and I, I sent myself an email um, and it was, I'm not here to be right. I'm here to get it right. And mm. it's sort of a mantra that she says to herself. And I, I was like, man, if my couples could nail that, I'm not here to be right. I'm here to get it right. I'm not here to be right. I'm here to get it right. That would make such a difference. I find that so often couples get stuck in conflict because they're trying to be right rather than get it right. And when I think of getting it right, I'm thinking of, you know, what does that mean to get it right? It Mm. means to understand your partner's position. It means to empathize. It means to build a stronger connection. But too often couples in conflict or even in a conversation are here to be right. And so I just was like, I need to give my couples this mantra. I'm not here to be right. I'm here to get it right. So I'm kind of wondering, because I told you that quote and you said, I can do this. I can do this. Yeah, no. um, Why can you do this? Well, because this is something that I will say to a lot of my, certainly my high conflict couples, but often my brink couples is, is like, we, we can listen with different parts of our brain, right? So, and I can make this easy. If you're walking down the street and you come up against uh, some, let's call it a protester, given the current, the current Mm. environment or an evangelist of some sort, they're Muslim or Mormon or whatever, but, but the point is that their point of view is antithetical to yours, or maybe it's even offensive Mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. It would be, it could be pretty easy for you to get into a debate with that person and to be like, um, no, you're not, or no, Jesus is, Jesus is the way and the truth and the light or whatever this matters or that matters or whatever matters. That would be a really easy thing to do with the, with the front part of your brain. Mm -hmm. If however, you were in your like poli sci class and your professor was giving you a lecture about systemic racism or about Muslim theology or whatever, mm-hmm. and you fundamentally disagreed with the, the, the content, you wouldn't stand up in the middle of your class and be like, right. that's crazy. What are you talking about? No, Jesus is king. You know, you would mm-hmm. take notes. You would, right. you would absorb the material. You would go home. You would look at it because you got a test on Thursday and you need to make right. sure that you can kick it back out and pass yeah. your test. Yeah. And when, in terms of this idea of like, I don't want to be right. I want to get it right. Be right is the first part of your brain, right? Get mm-hmm. it right is the second part of your brain. And oh, now you're getting into some Terry real stuff. Go on. No, it's just like, it's literally physiology. I mean, if you can take the time to realize that passing the test is staying connected to your partner, yeah. then you can uh, sometimes listen with a different part of your brain. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you can always listen with a different part of your brain, but if passing the test really is your goal, if getting it right really is your goal, then it's really about choosing to listen to understand versus right. choosing to listen to say, be right. Yeah. 
find the points that you can disagree with or find like the flaws in your partner's statements or understand how they are not showing up or whatever it might be. I find, so one of the exercises that we teach is called the stress reducing conversation. And it's one of, one of the times where I really start to introduce for couples, how to be a good empathetic listener. And it's funny because we really have to put boundaries around what does it mean to listen? And that they're two totally different roles of speaking and listening because usually people are listening but they're really playing the role of speaker. They're listening to be right, meaning that they're only listening so that they can respond in a way that's going to confirm their point of view. Yeah. And so we put boundaries around it. We're like, you don't get to fix the problem. You don't get to argue. You only get to take your partner's side. You only get to empathize with your partner. And then I check back with them. I'm like, all right, well, you just practice my way of listening or Dr. John Gottman's way of listening. How did that go? And I find that so many people, and it's strange, it, te- it tends to be more men in general that are listening to be right. And they said that was really hard. It was really hard to just focus on my partner because so much of my listening in the past has been focused on how I can punch holes in the problem or argue or or fix it or fix it or play devil's advocate. I find a lot of people tend to sort of end up being like devil's mm. advocate and it's been rewarded. Like that's the way that in their family, that's how they connected. It was in dialogue discourse back and forth. And it's, it's like, that's how they connected in their family of origin. And now they're trying to have connection with their partner and they're trying to play devil's advocate and have discourse with their partner, but it's not, it's not, allowing them to be closer and feel connected. And so having to teach that be right or get it right. Listen, what was the quote that I gave? It, I'm going to need some. My goal is not to be today. right. It's to get it That's right. right. The goal yeah. is not to be right. It's to get it right. Here's another piece of like, for me, mm. Rebecca and I got into something this morning that was um, just complicated. It's kind of a complicated parenting issue. And I found myself needing to be right um, mm-hmm. and kind of having to like having to kind of justify my point of view or at least explain to her why my point of view was valid. But I chose a different strategy in this way and I'm just offering it up as like a so very specifically with the the example I gave about the classroom, oftentimes I'll have and I think you will too, have clients literally get out their yellow pad and write down what their partner is saying. Their only yeah. job is to capture the words. Mm-hmm. not to respond to them in any way. Mm-hmm. So that's a strategy. If you're, if you're stuck in some like, you know, just conversations about who's right or who's wrong. Here's mm-hmm. another one though. I listened to Rebecca. I told her, I totally understood her point of view. I was unclear about some things and that would she give me permission to riff for just a second. And then mm-hmm. what I did was I do this thing that I often do with clients anyway, but I just kind of threw out like four or five different options. Like, mm-hmm. like, okay, Reb, this person did this thing. Why did they do that? Were they stupid? Were they evil? Were they trying to hurt you? Were they insecure? Were they, so I just kind of laid out this buffet of options mm-hmm. and she sort of tested each one of them. Um, like, no, it's not evil. Um, they're, I don't think they were trying to do this. Like maybe mm-hmm. insecure is right. But it was um, an interesting way for me to sort of hide my point of view inside the buffet and see whether or not Rebecca would choose it. 
Right. Okay. Um, but I didn't disrespect her in the process. Like I'd let her have the whole thing. So I guess I'm just thinking about ways that you can get it right without, um, even if you think you are right, <laughs> right? Like, um, yeah. even if I'm a hundred percent sure that my perspective is the right perspective, I don't know how you could be a hundred percent sure, but even if I were, there are still yeah. ways that you can get it right by staying connected to your partner. Well, uh, maybe the, the thing is that I'm not here to be right. I'm here to get it right. And once I get it right, then I can be right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like is what I think you're saying is that first you need to understand your partner. Cause what you said is I'm listening to you. I think I hear you. I totally understand your point of view. Now I want to share with you my point of view and like, you don't feel like you have to defend yourself. You don't feel like you have to give all of this backstory. You're just presenting it and you're not competing for who's right and who's wrong. Cause clearly there's two rights, right? Her point of view and your point of view, but that doesn't mean that. Yeah. I don't, I think that it all starts with getting it right. Listening to your sure. partner, understanding your partner, taking the time to be able to just fully absorb what's going on there. I like when you tell stories about you and Rebecca. Does she know you do that? She, uh, she doesn't, neither she, of our partners I mean, listen to the podcast. Yeah. It's just the thing we do on the side, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> she, I mean, she does. I tell her, I'll tell her sometimes that I brought something up or this, that or the other thing. So, yeah. Um, she, she, one thing that has to be, uh, that I have to emphasize here and that I emphasize to her often is that, publicly Rebecca is always the hero of my stories. Like mm-hmm. I, I, if, if I've ever told a story in which Rebecca is somehow diminished or made small, I, 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 I confess and repent right now. Um, which yeah. sometimes means I make up things that, sh- that didn't actually happen in order to paint her in a better light. <laughs> but, um, but she's, a, she's, she's great. She's incredible. And, uh, that was, and this morning that was, one was of the biggest really mistakes. lovely. It was lovely. How so? Just the way that we were able to navigate through a really complicated discussion around our kids. The way that you brought it up, though, um, I'm wondering, does she ever feel like you therapize her? Like when you say, hey, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. do you do you mind if I just riff on this for a moment? No, she's smarter than me. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good thing to say. And, and, And sometimes I'll say, as you know, this is a thing I do with my clients. I think it'll be helpful here. Like. Oh. Just let me like, just let me riff for yeah. a second. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not doing hypnosis on her. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, Hey, <laughs> let's try this Charmer. angle. Um, I was just telling a guy today, like, um, by no means is my marriage, you know, airtight or perfect or whatever. But, yeah. um, because I'm in the job I'm in, the one thing that is true is I don't have excuses. I don't have any excuses, right? right. Like I don't have excuse. Like I, I'm not a, like the plumber with leaky pipes in his shower, he doesn't have a good excuse for not, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I do feel like I'm articulate in how to be in a relationship, but, uh, mm-hmm. but mostly only with Rebecca. I mean, I couldn't be married to you for very long. That's for sure. No, <laughs> I know <laughs> it would be a rocky relationship. That's for sure. Our friendship's been rocky. I don't know how our marriage would be. Um, I, I had an interesting experience in that 
my, my friend came down and she stayed and the whole family came and stayed and they were with us for three days and they've seen us in all times. But when someone stays in your home, they get to see all elements. And I had a, a really tough moment with Ryan where we were, we were like actually in an argument and they got to see me, um, and my, uh, my active child, my, um, come out, your and wounded child. I, my wounded child, I was, <laughs> I was reactive and there was this moment where I like, look, my eyes got big. I'm like, holy crap, people are seeing me do this right now. Like I am on stage and, um, and, but the fun thing is that they were able to see, and I of course talked about this with my girlfriend she's like, what's going on? What is this all about? And so over the course of three days, they were able to see us filter through a series of like a break and then a repair and then like a deep repair. Um, and then just like some good stuff. And it was really cool to be able to have them. And her feedback, by the way, was like, it's really neat to see that you're a real person mm -hmm. and you have real struggles and that you, um, actually like come out on the other side closer than you started. And it was fun to watch this whole play out over three days. For the July weekend, you know, times yeah, are totally happens. Stressful. We had uh, we we had two of those exact same things uh, in the last ten days in front of another couple that we loved and trusted, and I think we're all better for it because you know conflict happens. You just got to figure out how to come back and yeah, take care of each other, get it right. Yeah, I'm giving you the we got to land the plane because I have clients that start in three minutes. Right on. Well, I got nowhere to be. This, so. this is a this is a fast episode. <laughs> You have nowhere um, to be. All it's right. cool. No, I got, we have soccer practice tonight for the first time in months. Mary does. So I'm wow. really excited. I'm going to go down and see what it looks like to do five people at a time. But anyway, yeah, yeah. go see your people. I'll go see my people. All right. Um, thank you for everyone. Did we decide whether or not the story is that I'm in my camper or not in my camper? I am not in my camper. You're definitely in your camper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. See you later. Thanks, Zach. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio and just having grace as um, Zach and I navigate our vacation plans this summer um, and just try and keep having podcasts coming out to you. If you enjoy our podcast, we would love for you to go to iTunes and give us a review so that other people who are looking for trusted, entertaining, informational podcasts about relationships can find us. Uh, thanks so much for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.